0: Today on the Accounting For You podcast, we're going to get into the subject that we had talked about with Anna Price, the estate attorney from Jenkins Fenstermaker, about estates and their taxation. There's different levels of taxation on an estate, and we're here to talk about that today. Welcome to the Accounting For You podcast, brought to you by the accounting firm of Adkins and Reynolds CPAs. This podcast is designed to provide relevant tax and accounting information to help you and your business succeed. If you enjoy listening in, please like and subscribe to our channel, Now,
1: onto the show.
0: Well, welcome back to the Accounting for You podcast. I am Chris Reynolds, CPA and partner with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs.
1: And I'm Jay Adkins, CPA and partner with Adkins and Reynolds CPAs.
0: As I mentioned there in the intro, we're continuing our conversation about estate taxes. We get a lot of questions about this, and we recently had an interview and questionnaire with uh, Anna Price, uh, an estate and trust attorney with Jenkins Fenstermaker, and we wanted to really get deeper into the taxation of all of this. You know, we talked about wills. Um, all the different uh, estate planning documents that she can do but we really want to kind of jump into the tax ramifications of what this means because we get a lot of uh questions on this and i think there's a lot of misconception about taxations of estates and people hear of the death tax and and there's confusion as to what an estate pays or what an estate doesn't pay what happens when you give a gift to someone uh who pays tax on it you know there's so there's a lot of uh a lot of stuff here to kind of unravel, so we'll get right into it. Uh, we'll first start talking, uh, Jay, about estate taxes and estate and taxable estates.
1: Yeah, the estate tax. Some people call the inheritance tax or the death tax, as Chris mentioned. That's the potential tax on the transfer of the assets themselves uh, from an estate to beneficiaries. Uh, things have changed a lot. Uh, I may date myself a little, but when I started in the profession, uh, the exemption for that was by 600000 plus. It was a lot lower. Uh, over time, that's increased. Uh, tax law changed 2018 made it substantially more. Uh, now, uh, this year, we are looking at an exemption of $12.92 million for an individual or $25.84 million for married couples. <clears throat> uh, as you can see, not a lot of people are going to get hit with this tax in the transfer. And there's also a clause in there as far as portability. And what they mean by portability is if one spouse passes away and does not use their $12.92 million, the remaining portion of their exemption adds on to the surviving spouse's hmm. exemption. So you can see that, again, not a lot of people will be hit by this, and this is a transfer of the assets. Uh, if Individuals do happen to have a taxable estate. There's a form, 706, uh, that reports uh, any excesses over these exemptions and does pay tax on it. Um, The uh, current numbers that I just gave you are set to sunset at the end of 2025. means they're going away, going to something else. So right now, beginning January 1 of 2026, we're looking at $6 million for the potential Uh, exemption based on inflation and the numbers we know now, all subject to change two or three years into the future. But as you can see, right now, most people are not subject to the estate tax, and again, that's the assets passing to the beneficiaries. Um, There's something different that people get confused, the estate income tax. Uh, which is different from the inheritance tax. And Chris will talk some about that. Uh,
0: Before we jump to that, though, uh, when you're talking about a taxable estate, what is a taxable estate and what is not a taxable estate? And we're giving out this $12.92 million. What
1: is an estate? Uh, An estate is when someone passes, uh, their assets goes into an estate uh, the estate holds those assets until they're distributed out to beneficiaries. So that's what we're talking about as far as uh, what makes an estate.
0: Okay. So we're talking cash, stocks, bonds,
1: real estate, real estate, whatever investments. goes in there.
0: Uh, if you have small businesses, mm-hmm. their their ownership goes into that estate and it all accumulates in. And right. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So the estate income tax. Now, when a person passes away, again, they are, regardless of the amount of uh, their estate, uh, their assets pass into an estate uh, that Jay's talking about. But some of these assets may be income generating. So an an individual, uh, while they're alive, files an individual income tax return. But the year that they pass away, that you no longer file a 1040, you know, you file a final 1040 for that person up to their date of death. And the beginning after that, you actually have a, a income taxable estate where all of these assets that are generating income, for instance, stocks and bonds that are paying dividends and interest, they're still continuing to generate that income after the person has passed away. And they may have to pay tax, on uh, an estate income tax form, and that's actually called a form 1041. Uh, after a person passes, an employer identification number is uh, uh, applied for by normally the executor of the estate, and there's been other other people may apply for it for them. But anyways, the um, the estate itself will actually file an income tax return and will pay tax potentially on that income. Now, if uh, income is, or if, I'm sorry, if money was actually distributed out to a beneficiary, so an heir of the estate, then the estate itself won't pay the income tax because the tax follows the principle. So if you wrote the, if you as the executor wrote a check to an heir for $5,000 and it had generated $50 of interest income the heir will actually pay the income tax on $50, not the $5,000. There's no tax on the the principal of the inheritance, but they would actually just pay tax on the $50 on their own personal income tax return. Now, if there's no money distributed or not enough money distributed out of the estate in the year, and it's over $600, the estate will have to pay income taxes, and that tax rate can be pretty high. It, yes. it, it goes through the brackets really fast. I mean, we're talking you know two $3,000 of estate income tax, and it goes much higher than the individual's rate. Um, the only income that doesn't follow a, the principle would be a capital gain, and capital gains stay in the estate and are taxed at the estate level. Except in the final year of an estate, so once an estate is closed out and they've distributed all of the assets out and there's no longer need to have that estate in there, all capital gains in that final year, all income and everything is distributed out to the beneficiary and so it can be closed out. Um, so that's kind of like the uh, you know that's again that's an in estate income tax that's the federal form 1041 as I mentioned already uh, and uh, and states also have uh, forms that you may have to pay tax to the different states and that depend, depending dependent upon your state and what what it does require um, so we've got the estate tax we've got the estate income tax and then finally and this is more for when someone, In their estate planning, and we talked about with Anna on this, is the gift tax.
1: Yeah, the gift tax, uh, we get a lot of questions about that. People call and say, okay, someone wants to give me a gift. Uh, How much tax do I have to pay on it? How much tax do they have to pay if they give a gift? How does that work exactly? Well, there's a $17,000 exemption uh, gifts from one person to another that basically you don't have to do anything. Married couples can do 34000 You can give these gifts every year to anyone you please, there's no reporting, there's no taxes, nothing to be done by the giver or the recipient. Um, if uh, you do give taxes that are over these limits, you should file a gift tax return, and that is the person giving the gift, but again, there's no tax involved. It ties in with the estate exemption that we talked about. Uh, You would file the gift tax return. You would take your exemption. And then anything over that, you would report and you would borrow against your lifetime exemption. So as you can see, it's still not going to be a taxable event for most people when you go back and think that the estate tax exemption you were borrowing against is very high. Mm -hmm. So that's basically a filing. Uh, One thing that everyone always loves to hear The recipient of the gift never has a taxable situation. No matter how large the gift, the recipient has no income taxes at all. Um, They don't have to do anything, uh, basically. So uh, the one thing we do like to caution people about uh, when gifts are given, uh, if you give uh, a stock or real estate uh, or something that potentially has capital gains in the future— The recipient is receiving the tax basis of the person that owned the property before. An example, uh, if there's parents that have a house that they bought 40, 50 years ago, paid $10,000 for it, they give it to a child before their death as a gift, that child now has a $10,000 tax basis like the Mm -hmm. parents if they sell the house for $200,000, the current value, they have $190,000 capital gain. So it does carry um, some tax issues with it if there's something that is called appreciated property. Um, If that's something that's received as part of inheritance, it's totally different with stepped-up basis where there could potentially be no taxes um, since they get the stepped-up basis, but that's something to watch out for in giving gifts that could have appreciation.
0: Yeah, and that's and Anna was talking about the legal side of problems of giving uh, ownership of real estate or cash accounts or stock accounts to children in before you know before their death uh, because of potential divorce later or other you know estate law. Problems, But on the tax side of things, it also creates problems. So uh, if your end goal is to give it to your child, I think the general consensus is just let it go through the inheritance process because you're protected legally and you're going to be protected uh, financially when it yes. comes to the tax return. Yeah. So again, also the estate tax and like Jay's talking, the estate tax and the gift tax are kind of complementary. Yes, uh, where they where the gift tax is borrowing from your lifetime uh, exemption on the estate tax. Uh, and I do want to point out that we're given seventeen thousand a year in these numbers. We are filming this in twenty twenty three. Yes, they do change or can change each year. So obviously, before you go and give a gift of fourteen thousand, make sure or 17000 or 20000 whatever it is, be sure to check the current law because uh, this is 2023 and that's these numbers. So Jay, do you have any final thoughts on estate taxes?
1: Well, I just wanted to review again that the the estate tax and the estate income tax, two completely different things. And we get that question a lot that a lot of people don't understand. Estate tax, we're talking about the transfer of assets. Estate income tax, we're talking about income earned on any assets while they are in the estate.
0: Yeah. Very important. And that means that estate tax, uh, the big one, few people are going to have to deal with, Right, but the estate income tax, I would say you probably, you know, 75% of, uh, uh, people after death and their estates are going to have to deal with a 1041 and paying or dealing
1: with a, an estate income tax. If there's anything in the estate that's generating revenue. Right.
0: So uh, obviously we are uh, versed in, in dealing with these issues and can certainly help you uh, uh, file these taxes if if necessary. And if you're needing those, we'd be more than happy to ask question, uh, answer any questions that you may have. And um, you can reach out to us on our different channels. Uh, like I say, more than happy to answer questions on it. And if we, can't handle it we obviously would uh get anna involved uh you know and and talking with her on a proper estate planning uh i guess if that's all we've got for this episode we will see you on the next thank you for taking time today to listen to our podcast we appreciate listeners like you and ask that if you enjoy what you hear please like and subscribe to our channel to ensure you receive the latest episodes as soon as they come out If you have any questions about the topic we discussed today or would like more information on becoming a client, please do not hesitate to contact our office by visiting arcpas.com or theaccountingpodcast.com.